Okay, no music at the top this time. Uh, this is not going to be heavily produced. It is about 1.15 a.m. now on Friday morning. Alphonse Sidney and I, Ethan Skolnick, are here at American Airlines Arena. Pat Riley just finished about a 30-minute press conference, his usual end-of-the-draft presser. A little bit unusual this time. We're not going to have much on this except just Alf and I talking about what Riley spoke about. If you want to hear more about Tyler Harrow, the first-round pick of the Miami Heat, um, and some of our thoughts on that, check out the other podcast that we put out a little bit earlier tonight. Also, just mentioning this, that this is sort of a, a, not so much a testing ground, because we're definitely doing it, but we're converting this flagship podcast into a Miami Heat NBA podcast uh, that will be called Five on the Floor. And I gave a description of that and why we chose that name on the earlier podcast. So check that out and you'll get all of that and find out what Alf and I are going to be doing going forward. But let's just get right to it. Pat Riley spoke for almost 30 minutes, Alf. Um, as usual, covered a lot of stuff that didn't have anything to do specifically with the draft. He was pressed on a lot of the veteran players, some of the returning young players. Uh, one thing to make clear, he cannot talk about the other player that they're going to actually be keeping out of the second round, okay? So, he, he couldn't speak on any of the trades. He can't speak on any of the trades. It's a stupid NBA rule um, that the Heat think is a stupid NBA rule, but basically he can't speak on any of it until the moratorium is over, which is July 6th. Um, you may realize that Vegas Summer League starts July 5th, which means you can't talk about a player. I guess you can't use a player. Um, but what do we know about the second-round pick before we get to some of Riley's comments? Um, they traded three second-round picks for Casey Aspala. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about 6'9", uh, small forward slash power forward out of Stanford. Grew 10 inches in high school. Yeah, so very raw. Um, has perimeter skill, but a big man's body. Um, from what I've seen of him, he's not afraid to put his head down and get to the basket. Um, he seems to have a good, uh, good, quick first step. Uh, he shot about 36% from three, which is, for a guy his size, is pretty encouraging. 67% from the free throw line. He got there a lot. Um, that needs to improve. Uh, 46% from the field, I, I believe. Um, he looks like he has a nice touch around the basket. It looks like he has a little bit of that Justice Winslow where he can just put his head down and get to the basket yeah. whenever he wants. Um, but, like, uh, the biggest thing on him is that he's raw. Very, very raw. So it's a high upside pick, unlike Harrow, um, where Harrow was a much safer pick. But you you can see it. The Heat traded three first-round picks and moved to pick 32. Um, oh, three second-round picks. Three second-round Don't, don't round scare picks. people. Sorry, sorry. Three second-round <laughs> picks and moved up to pick 32. Um, they really like this kid. They must like him a lot. And Jay Billis called him a first-round talent. So mm-hmm. when you look at all that um, – Together, it's it's a lot of people are excited about the pick. Well, it's the kind of pick we kind of wanted them to make in the first round, right? Uh, yeah. So the high upside pick, raw player. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But let's let's say you really like this kid. Mm. It makes sense why you wouldn't go for second. Right. No, and, and, and that makes sense. And, and look, um, obviously people are going to talk about Bull Bull. Um, Pat couldn't talk about him either because it's a second-round pick situation, but obviously they're not keeping him. They're trading him to Denver. I remarked on Twitter on Five Reasons Sports that that one minute uh, that he was wearing the Heat hat is always going to be remembered if he turns into a real player. Uh, but look, he's not going to be here, so there's not really a lot of need for conversation about that. I want to get, um, while we're here, to some of Riley's comments. I'm just going to try to blitz through it off the top of my head. So again, this is not going to be the most polished podcast that we've ever done. Uh, Riley addressed a a lot of stuff. Uh, Let's start with some of the veteran players that are coming back. He basically called the Hassan Whiteside talk as far as Hassan 
uh, Hassan demanding a trade or wanting a trade. He basically called it BS, essentially. He said there's nothing there. He's nothing there. He repeated it uh, two or three times that there's nothing there. He said he read a blurb about it. Um, He said, but there's nothing there. He expects Hassan to opt in. Um, and he said Hassan's going to come in and compete in uh, training camp. Right. Okay. And, and also in the in the context, of, and again with Hassan Whiteside, I know obviously, you know, there's an issue there because you want Bam Adebayo to get as many minutes as he can, and also Kelly Olynyk. And this is kind of the situation that just hasn't gone away. If Pat can trade Hassan, he will. But <laughs> this is the way he needs to address it. The other thing he said that I think is going to irritate Heat fans the most. There are a lot of things in there, I think, that irritate some Heat fans because Heat fans are on edge right now. I've never really seen anything like this during yeah. the whole Pat Riley era. Like, they're, the, the responses to my tweets, which were pretty down the middle for the most part tonight, okay? I was a little surprised by the first-round pick, but pretty down the middle, and yet the responses are basically, you know, tell Pat to quit, which is not something. I've covered this team, you know, since 96. That's not something I've ever heard. So the, the Heat fans need to sort of be soothed at this point uh the thing i think that's going to bother the most of most of them other than him comparing the competitiveness to tyler johnson although that's a good trait that tyler has or that tyler harrow has this trait people were kind of already sort of freaked out about some of the similarities there but the biggest thing is going to be pat saying that goran dragic is a starting point guard and and i look that's no disrespect to goran who is a starting point guard in the nba like there's no question he is a starting point guard in terms of his ability in terms of his pedigree and all that but most of the heat fans want justice winslow to start and pat actually addressed that directly he said i know you all have him penciled in yeah, exactly. justice is the starting point guard so pat hears the chatter um here's my thing thought on this uh, look, Dragic opted in. It's the last year of his deal. It's a valuable contract at this point. Jagoran's a valuable player who is now on a, a very friendly deal. And I think Pat has to continue to talk it up until they get to training camp and then figure out the pieces. I thought Goran played very well off the bench last year. He did. And I think he can play the Dwayne Wade role off even, the bench and play both spots. Even Pat acknowledged that Goran came back strong from the injury mm-hmm. and kind of trailed off towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So... I think when he came out, he said, uh, Goran is our starting point guard. I think you just, I think it's almost something that you say out of respect for a veteran player, right? Mm-hmm. But, he, but to, to even mention that Justice Winslow is the starting point guard in the eyes of the media and fans right. is something that you almost don't expect him to do unless he's, it almost felt like a wink wink, okay guys, I understand what, what you I've do. heard it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. We know it's, we know it's a thing, but. You know, in our eyes, out of respect for a veteran, Goran's a starting point guard. But he also went at length to say that nothing is guaranteed for anybody mm-hmm. in training camp. That it's going to be a competition. Um, so it kind of was a shot across the bow of the veterans on this team. That, listen, I don't care if JJ, if you're healthy, Dion, if you're healthy, Goran, if you're healthy. You're going to compete in training camp with these young guys. And he did make a point to talk about the young guys and how important they are to this team. He said, we're getting younger, finally. Right. right? Which is what he knows, but he's also talking to a group of media members, some of whom, you know, four or five of us have been around for about 20 years, who have been asking this organization to get younger forever. But he also said that he wants to accentuate the youth and length. Right. Which was something I I was glad to hear. Well, okay, so let's, we're going to get back to the veterans in a second. The four young players... He keeps grouping them together, and he keeps including Derek Jones Jr. as one he, of them. And he included Kelly in that. He, he's thrown Kelly in there, and at times he's thrown Maiton in there, but he's primarily focused on the four, and obviously these are the guys that they value the most. He didn't get into a ton of specifics. 
He talked about adding. Obviously, look, you know, the second round pick they're adding is going to be part of this too. But in terms of the first round pick tonight, you know, I asked about complementing the abilities of the other players, and he basically said, look, he's a sticker. He's a shooter. We think he's more than that. One of the things he said about Tyler Harrow tonight was he said it was the best shooting workout he'd seen. That was and a- he made his last 25 shots. Now, Pat can exaggerate some of that well, stuff. That, but- what, was, what was impressive was he was saying that, that he'd have the shooting drill mm-hmm. and that Tyler Harrow performed better than anyone they've ever Right. In this drill. Right. They had some pretty decent shooters here. Yeah, I mean... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jim Miller, JJ, Ray Allen, Ray Ellington. Yeah, come on. Uh, they've had some pretty decent shooters here. Go all, go all the way back to Dan Marley and so, Deshaun Leonard. So when, you talk, when we talk about him having a 36%, uh, 35%, from the three in college. See, I see. We talked about it on the previous podcast. I look past that. To me, the three-point shooting in college is largely dependent on system, on, on the way that you write. And he's going to get different kinds of looks here. That doesn't look. If they think he can shoot, well, Alf, that, that's he can saying. shoot. That's what I'm saying. The clarity that came through on, from this press conference is that they drafted a shooter. Right. That they they brought in who a guy fills a need, who which fills a which need. you and I were kind of we weren't feeling so good about that approach, yes. but a shooter who fills a need. What I would be curious about is sometimes he talks about he didn't do this tonight. He was tired. The first thing he did when he came in was talk about the five hour draft, which I was complaining about too. It's not just because he's seventy something years old. I'm forty six. I was exhausted. I'm You're exhausted. I'm thirty. You're I can't keep my eyes. Shandell was falling asleep <laughs> in his laptop and just told me he's transcribing everything tomorrow. Look. It, it, it's, it went too damn long. The NBA needs to fix that. But, but he, he didn't really get into this, but a lot of times he'll talk about sort of trying to get up to get a player. He didn't talk about any of that tonight. I don't know who they liked besides him, but he did mention, and Pat has done this some lately, where he'll sort of talk about the other guys in the room and how they felt about the player. Part of it is giving them credit, which is something 
companies want to do. And part of it is also, hey, it wasn't just me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Chet loved him. Yeah. Adam loved him. He didn't mention Nick, but Spo loved him. Okay. I think he might have mentioned Shane. Okay. So I, I think that, that the idea here again is they found a shooter. They think he fills a need. He also said something we've said on, the, on a couple podcasts that they, they, they've run out of two guards. Like they only have two left. Mm. And one of those he talked about tonight. So he kind of switches off now with Deion Waiters between defending him from the horrible media <laughs> and then criticizing him in, in certain ways. It's my funny. favorite part of the part of the <laughs> press conference was Barry asked a question about Dion's conditioning. And the first thing Pat says, you guys are ruthless. When you guys talk about a player's health and conditioning and physical nature and, and the, the shape he's in, and Dion deserves it. <laughs> it was it was his you guys are ruthless. It's terrible what you're doing, but yeah, Dion deserves it. That was a funny. That was what, the best what, part of the Well, it was, and, and and he talked about it being the worst ankle surgery he'd ever seen, and all that, and that his conditioning was not as bad as you think it was. But yet, he and Spo have both made the point publicly that he needs to get in better shape. He's kind of said the same thing about JJ, even while saying that it wasn't just a hernia that he had. And in both cases, he says we know what we need from them. They need to get in the best shape of their life. So. They're not denying that there's a shape issue there. Yeah, and that, it's, it's, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I can talk about my guy, you can't talk about right, my guy. Right, right, right. So he's defending. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want... Certain things you say on Light Skin Opinions that if I said them, <laughs> exactly. I'd get a lot of trouble. So, exactly. so, and I'm not going to say them tonight. <laughs> uh, I can guarantee you, as punch drunk as I am. Uh, so that's that one. I want to get to a couple of, of sort of uh, other things here. He talked about Udonis Haslam said the door's open to him to decide what he wants to do, that he could do it in a playing capacity, he could do it in a... But he still wants to mentor, can do it as a player, can do it as a coach. Uh, he thinks he'd be a great coach, but UD is too busy buying up pizza franchises. <laughs> I was just at UD's Subway at Oakwood Plaza the other day, so I know he's got them all over the place. Um, I, I think UD's probably going to decide not to play, but I don't have any inside information on that. That's just my sense of, of where this goes, and I think they may need the roster spot to develop some young players now, yeah. if that's the direction... Uh, that they're going. Just trying to go through the rest of the roster as quickly as I can. Um, didn't really, again, didn't address Josh all that much. Uh, but I, I think the, the other thing that struck me, you mentioned how Pat kind of said one thing and then said the opposite when it came. Well, he kind of did that with free agency again. He came out and said, there are no, op- there are no obstacles, but there are a lot of obstacles, yeah, right? In, no the, ob- in the exact same sentence. Then he said he's not going for whales anymore. He's going for orcas. Right, he's going for orcas. But uh, he has his harpoon he out. He has his harpoon out. And then one of the things he said at the end of the pressure, which really interested me, I don't know if everyone caught it, he said that we're going to compete in training camp, and the way the perimeter is set up is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're gonna. Add, he said we're gonna add some guys that are gonna change the look. Well, of the perimeter. but I don't, I don't know, know if he meant free agencies or the two guys they picked yeah, up today. I don't today. know if they're talking about Tyler. You know, that was just interesting to me the way he said that. Well, they need bodies right now. I mean, that, that's the thing. They lost a lot of bodies, and uh, you know, this is. I mean, they're kind of in a weird spot now because last year the thing was, well, we don't have stars, but we got a lot of depth, and this year they don't have stars. But Pat's talking about how the four young players keep getting better every year. And but they, now they definitely don't have depth. I mean, they. I mean, if if you're not counting on, if you can't count on Dion and JJ to give you significant minutes, I mean, this team and you don't have Dwayne anymore. You don't have Ellington. You don't have Magruder. You don't have Tyler. It's like an eight-man team. I mean, I, and so in terms of what you can count on, I don't know what Yante Maton's going to be. I don't know what Duncan Robinson's going to be. And maybe you know, with the Heat's development record, that is the one thing of late that we should give them absolute... I mean, we talk about they've been pretty good in the draft. They've been great at development. So I think they can find rotation players, but it just feels... I still feel coming out of this thing 
that he's still he didn't say any of this he can't he's not allowed to and he hates the rules okay and i hate a lot of the rules the rules are stupid okay they're just stupid i mean yeah. this idea that you can't talk about the kid you picked up tonight until july 6th when you're traveling out to vegas on july 4th Ridiculous. and you got sacramento before that i believe right so you can't even get the sacramento summer league you can't even talk about them it's totally stupid but i still feel coming out of this okay and I'll try to put up some content in the morning provided i can charge my my laptop uh is that he's still waiting on a Jimmy Butler to say he wants to get to Miami. Exactly. Like, like, that is what this organization needs right now. They need a player to say, that's the place I'm going. And also, you look at Philadelphia tonight. Some of the things that they've been doing, you get the sense. And now there's a you know, Woj reporter that Kawhi is going to meet with Philly. I think it's very possible. Like, could Philly make a play for Kawhi as their third and just let Tobias and Jimmy Butler walk? And Jimmy put four choice of force his way down here. There's a lot of different ways that this can happen. He's right in that you can make something happen, and it's going to be the same way as it's always been. It's been like, all right, maybe I effed up a little bit. Andy, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they'll try to figure out a way to fix it. But I guess my takeaways tonight, okay, for the most part, and we'll, we'll, we'll have sort of brighter eyes tomorrow, you know, we'll figure this out a little better. But my takeaway tonight is, you know, that Pat recognizes that the fan base – is antsy, yeah, and 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 he said some things tonight that are going to trigger the fan base even more, especially if they're not in context, which is difficult to do in tweets. It's easier for you and I to do it here in 15 minutes, sitting in some locker room, than it is for us to do it in you know a tweet thread, and and that drives him crazy too. And so what I'm going to say is, look, until we see Tyler Harrow play, all right, we need to withhold judgment on it. I, I think you know that. I have a little issue with the philosophy of trying to plug a need, but I understand if you're going to plug a need, getting a shooter in the modern NBA yes. makes sense, and getting one for the guy who I think is going to be his point guard ultimately in Justice Winslow, regardless of what he's saying, sense. makes perfect sense, and you just and you add him there. So I can see sort of some of the logic in that. If you're looking at an elite three-point shooter, mm-hmm. right, that makes sense. Right, you know, when you look around the league at elite three point shooters, well, he compared him. He compared him to Kyle Korver. He compared Kyle Korver, Ray Allen, and JJ Redick. Yep, I know. We're actually going to comment on this time because we had we had one interruption in the last podcast, and it's not his fault. There's a bathroom in here that's pretty close, and Barry Jackson has now come in twice during our podcast during the bathroom. Just, I think he's spying on us. He, he, well, there are twelve Barrys. The <laughs> other the other ones are out at Marlins and and, uh, and Dolphins right now because we love Barry. But anyway, all right, we're going to close there. You and I need to go home. It's one yeah. thirty in the morning. Ira's asking me to transcribe stuff. Chandel's falling asleep at his computer. It's been I fun. gotta go to work in the morning. You gotta go to work. You have a real job. I don't. <laughs> and so uh, we'll have more heat podcasts next week, uh, leading up to free agency. And sorry about the no music. Sorry about the no production. It is what it is. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.